Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. About my podcast guest today, uh, she's somebody who is very familiar, or probably very familiar to the community that uses Buncee. And for those of you who don't use Buncee, I hope after you listen to this podcast that you will. Uh, my guest is Francesca Arturi, and I'm going to let Francesca tell you a little bit about herself. Hi. Uh, first off, Eileen, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, my name is Francesca. I'm a school relationship manager at Buncee. I've been with Buncee uh, since its inception. I actually um, am the daughter of the amazing founder, Marie Arturi. Um, so it's been awesome to see Buncee grow into what it is today. Um, as a school relationship manager at Buncee, not only do I help schools implement Buncee to achieve whatever their learning goal is, um, but I've done a number of things. I have helped put together different global projects, global connectivity projects. Um, we worked in the past with Skype in the Classroom to put together Skype Buncee Buddies, um, which connected classrooms from all around the world based on different topics, whether it be con conservation, sustainability, um, literacy. I've also hosted um, and or helped and hosted a number of Twitter chats, Buncee chats to help uh, keep the educator community connected and the users of Buncee connected to share their ideas. Um, some of my favorite things to do though as a school relationship manager are get to go into schools um, and into classrooms to see how technology, Buncee can um, empower all students to communicate um, and in line with belonging, make them feel that they belong to part of the classroom, the school community. Um, so that is what I've been doing here at Buncee. Yeah, and I'm sure you're extremely busy right now being supportive yes. and for teachers who are reaching out and uh, students possibly and parents, but especially for those educators who are reaching out for different sources of, of how yeah. to do their remote learning uh, requirements of their schools. So tell me, when I mentioned the word belonging, you mentioned it in your own introduction, but <clears throat> when I mentioned the word belonging, what comes to mind? Yeah, so from my experience at Buncee and when I was um, thinking about you know, what I was going to talk with you about here on the podcast, what came to mind is um, the stories I've heard from educators of how Buncee and technology in general has empowered um, their English language learners, their special needs students to communicate. And we've heard countless stories throughout the year of this, throughout the years um, of how Buncee's helped this with students. Uh, what particularly came to mind was um, an educator in our community, Tan, uh, he is an ENL educator. Uh, he works, he's an international educator, so he's worked in a number of different countries. 
Um, but a story that did come to mind was he had a selectively mute English language learner when he was teaching in uh, Vietnam. He had a student that came in from Korea um, to the school. Oh, I'm sorry, he was teaching in Laos. Um, but he had a Korean student come mm -hmm. who was not able to verbally communicate. Um, they weren't sure if this was due to his level, his ability to speak English. Um, but they found that he wasn't really communicating even with his peers who were Korean students. Um, so it was due to very high anxiety. He just was not able to verbally communicate. Uh, so Tan had found Bunsi probably in an online community uh, on Twitter, on a blog, he said, and he shared it with the student. Um, and at first he wasn't sure, you know, he didn't really teach the student how to use Bunsi because the student, or he himself had not um, known Bunsi very well, but the student was able to choose the media types. He drew, he, drew, he used text, uh, stickers to share his understanding of the unit at hand, which in that instance happened to be education in Athens. So he was able to create something, even though he could not verbally communicate, um, to show that he didn't know what was going on in the classroom. Um, and this helped him to not only be more confident in himself, but to be more part and feel like he was belong, belonging uh, in the classroom. So we actually have a great coffee talk series um, with interviews in, from educators in our community. And in the coffee talk with Tan, he shared something that I thought was really powerful, which is technology can focus on a student's abilities as opposed to their lack of abilities in a certain area to help them communicate and share their ideas with the classroom. Whereas previous to technology, what's more about focusing um, or developing a student's abilities in order for them to then be a part of the classroom. Whereas now we give the opportunities for them to at the same time develop their abilities. Simultaneously, they're still a part of the classroom. So that was a really powerful story and we've heard a lot of other ones. Um, but that's one of my favorite parts about being at Buncee and just being in, in, in ed tech in general um, is how we can help all students to show what they know. Yeah, and I, I had remembered that story when you mentioned it um, in the information that you sent in uh, before we did this podcast. Yeah. And it, it's so important for students to feel like they belong, that they can communicate in whatever way they're able to and for that self-confidence that they gain yeah. from being able to show what they know, which might not be verbally because whatever the anxiety or the inability or worrying about not being able to speak the language, I'm not having the vocabulary to do it. And so Buncee is a perfect way for them to not only show their voice or, or be able to um, uh, voice what they want to say without having to do it verbally, but it's also such a creative vehicle for them. So my, my next question is related to your role as the um, school relationship manager. And at the beginning, when you were introducing yourself, you did mention just briefly some of the things that you've been able to do in that role and some of the things that you started mm -hmm. as a result of being in that role. And I, I know you mentioned Tan's example, but what are some other examples that um, stick out to you or, or sort of uh, that you remember that have to do with community building in the classroom, um, even in terms of uh, maybe outside the classroom, but especially yeah. in the classroom, since you know we're all dealing with remote learning right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is great to be able to support uh, educator students right now during this remote learning uh, period for sure. But one couple of stories definitely stick out to me. Um, first off, Immersive Reader. Um, if any of the listeners here are not familiar with Immersive Reader, it's a reading accessibility tool developed by Microsoft. Um, but what's been great is that, as you know, it's been integrated in a number of different tools, um, one of which is Buncee. So it allows anyone uh, viewing the text in a Buncee to translate to over 60 different languages. Uh, so we actually had a video um, story published by the Microsoft team at the Young Women's Leadership School of Astoria. Um, and it focused on how that school, the students there, have used Buncee and Immersive Reader uh, together for to create a powerful learning experience. So there was a student who speaks Arabic and wasn't able to communicate with her peers, but was able to use Immersive Reader to translate um, the text in that Buncee. So that's a perfect example of how technology can build the sense of belonging in a student who maybe previously to technology being available would not have felt like she belonged or felt like, like an outsider. Uh, there also is another NYC example, which is where we're based in case anyone doesn't know, um, of a eighth grade student, special needs student who can't verbally, uh, she, no, she can speak, but she can't read or write. Um, and she comes into the library to create Buncees during the lunch period. They have a number of students that come to the library during their lunch period to create and she's able to use Buncee to express her ideas, express her stories. Um, again, being able to share your stories is such a powerful thing um, and can make you feel like you belong. When someone reads your stories and learns more about you, you feel more like you belong in the school community, the classroom community. Um, so those are just a couple of different ways that Buncee has empowered special needs students, English language learners, one thing I do find particularly powerful, especially right now with remote learning, is the ability of immersive reader within Buncee to um, allow parents who may not be native English speakers to support their child right now. So if you, as a teacher, create a resource for a student um, and you write it in English because you're a native English speaker, even if that student perhaps is a first grader, let's say, um, and that student is maybe not an ELL student. It could be the case that whoever is at home with them right now is not very proficient in English. So they could st still use Immersive Reader to translate to whatever their native language is to support their child right now. So I think, especially during remote learning, um, that is a great resource. Uh, in terms of globally, uh, I, I mentioned that we've done global connectivity projects. Um, and those of, I know you, you um, you and Michael Dredzik and a number of your um, PLC members do a lot of global connectivity projects. Those are obviously extremely powerful and it's always been awesome to see how technology can connect classrooms, whether it be across the globe. I've even seen classrooms connect, you know, district to district in the same state um, to create a sense, a larger sense of community. Um, and right now with remote learning, I think we're seeing that even more so. I mean, you're, we're all one big remote learning community right now. So we're all supporting each other. Ed tech companies are supporting educators. Educators are supporting their peers. Um, so it's, those are just a couple of the stories that are sticking out to me right now. Those are wonderful stories, Francesca. I know that um, it's really interesting because 
a lot of times we, we think about focusing on the educator and the student in the classroom. But one of the, you know, one of the stories that you mentioned in terms of immersive reader is that it extends to the home. And that mm -hmm. goes whether we're talking about remote learning or not. So yeah. one of the things you do mention also is the, the inclusivity uh, aspect of mm -hmm. Muncie, which those stories really are uh, examples of, which is so important because you when know, we talk about remote learning and the lack of accessibility for many of the parents and for yeah. many of the homes, then Buncee is, is sort of able to, you can use it on a, on a, on a mobile phone, uh, you can use it on other devices, it doesn't necessarily have to be an, um, a laptop mm -hmm. or, or a, a, you know, a, a computer, a desktop computer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I love those stories there. You know, I'm sure you have so many more, but those, those were terrific examples of how Buncee yeah. is really supporting everybody in the community, parents, teachers, and students to come yeah, together um, and to feel like they belong in that greater community. And right now it's just so hard for us to feel that way because of uh, physical distancing and so forth. Um, yeah. Well, we have to, which, which is keeping us safe, but also making it difficult for our social emotional selves. So yeah. I yeah. did like how you mentioned, um, physical distancing as opposed to social distancing, which I know has been the new, uh, the new term, because it is true right now, uh, we do have to be physically apart, but that does not mean we can't be um, socially connected, of course. In fact, personally, I find myself speaking almost more with friends and family than I have before all of this. Um, so that is a silver lining. Um, and then you also mentioned accessibility to devices. Um, we do, as you mentioned, have an iOS app, but Additionally, one of our um, Buncee ambassadors, Linda Edwards, mentioned that, and this was before remote learning, um, she would print out a QR code to a Buncee and send it home to students' families in a folder or a packet. So if you are in a situation where you need to um, do paper instead of technology, you can still, which I find very powerful as well, of course, put a QR code, whether it be to a Buncee or to something else in your packet. And if it is to a Buncee, that QR code could go to the Buncee where if you scan with a iPhone or a device, uh, you can get that digital version. So, but yes, it is definitely important to take into account, obviously, um, the access at home. Yeah. And I love the way Buncee is one of those apps that is constantly iterating, listening to <laughs> educators, listening to the community, and making sure that uh, they develop those type of features that really incorporate and, and lend themselves to what the community needs. Um, and so that's one of, the, uh, one of the wonderful things is that it, you know, Buncee didn't sort of come out and then it's the same Buncee it was several years ago. Buncee is constantly coming up with features um, because they're listening to community. And that's sort of my next question. I know that there is a very large educator community mm -hmm. that follows Buncee, that um, again, an inclusive community about you know, what we can do for our students, for our parents. Um, so I know you mentioned uh, you started Buncee Chats and you have the coffee talks. So can you talk a little bit more about that and how that creates a community and what, what you've learned or why you even started that whole idea? Yeah. So. Um, 
Bunsey chats have been going for some years now, and they are um, my colleague Julian, who is awesome, has been um, coordinating them as of late. But back um, back in the past, we built out Bunsey chat, and I think they have been for uh, two or three years now. I I'm not 100% sure, but we built them out, um, built out the chat because okay. we wanted a way for educators to to connect in our community, to share ideas, um, and especially. Right now, this is such a powerful, powerful tool. If you go on Twitter or any online community, um, Facebook, Twitter, this is a place to find support as an educator, of course. Um, so we, we built that out to help our educator community connect. And also, as you mentioned, it's a way for us to, not only for them to connect with each other, but for the Buncee team to connect with them to see how they're using Buncee, to get feedback from everybody. Um, our ideas lab, which is a temp library of templates, a lot of them were submitted by educators in our community, but there also are ideas in that ideas lab that we've seen from Twitter about how educators are using Buncee. So we take inspiration from our community. And as you mentioned, feedback, whether that be product features or stickers. Um, I recently got an email from an educator in Minnesota who said you have rolling dice animations and then within a couple of days uh, we had rolling dice animations uh, oh. which is <laughs> you know we definitely take sticker requests graphic requests um, we try to put them up within our abilities as soon as possible um, but a, a lot of our features we built out Buncee with um, our community in mind and our ambassador community is such an asset to us for a number of reasons first off you guys are just awesome um, we're awesome people awesome educators but they give us feedback on our app our website um, the ideas lab our resources in general whether it be um, our blog which we have a lot of guest blog posts um, or the coffee talk series as you mentioned so Rochelle Poth an educator um, hosted a coffee talk series with educators in our community on different topics ranging from uh, using Buncee to differentiate with language learners, special needs students, um, if you're a tech coach, using Buncee as a tech coach. So all of these resources, um, Buncee Chat, the Coffee Talks, our blog, they are for you guys to connect with each other, but they also help us, as you mentioned, learn how everyone's using Buncee and build our product um, based off of that feedback. Actually, in one of the Coffee Talks, which I uh, was with Tan, that ENL educator I mentioned. He uh, kind of gave a shout out to tech companies and said tech is like a co-teacher in my classroom. So developers out there, keep that in mind. When you're developing an ed tech tool, you kind of are a co-teacher with the student. I mean, sorry, with the teacher. <laughs> um, so you are a part of that classroom and we take that very seriously. So um, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome community of educators and the Buncee team loves every all our educators, so it's great. Yeah, and what I see from the community also is that, as you said, teacher to teacher, which is wonderful because then if I have a problem or I have a student and, it, and the student has a particular need and I'm not able to find a solution, I'm able to reach out to that Buncee community and I'm able to find a solution. And there's so many people who have so many fantastic lessons yeah. and ideas like you mentioned Linda Edwards uses the QR code and Tan of course uh, has begun using it uh, with his students to have them gain confidence and so 
we've talked a lot about what Muncie can do, but maybe in this last part with where you give advice, you could talk a little bit yeah. more about how to use Buncee, where to find Buncee for those who don't know about it yet, and the kind of things that you can find on Buncee if you're just starting out and you're not sure how to use it yet. And any other advice that you'd like to offer about Buncee? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first off, during this remote learning period, uh, we do have an entire new hub, basically, of resources uh, for any educator looking, for, looking into how to use Buncee um, for remote learning. So that's a great place to start. And if you are on Twitter or on Facebook, we do have a Twitter that you can follow and uh, we share ideas from educators all around the world uh, who are using Buncee. So it's a great place to get new ideas. Um, as well as when you sign up, um, aside from the remote learning hub, our blog, our support, we do take support very seriously. So when uh, whenever someone reaches out to us, we try to get we get back to them as soon as possible. We know you guys, if you have a question, educators are usually in the middle of probably working with students. So we know you need to be answered as soon as possible. Um, so the best place to start, I would say, is the remote learning hub as of now. Um, follow us on YouTube. That's where you can see all those coffee talks I was mentioning. Um, our social media channels and um, our blog has a lot of great best uh, guest blog posts. If you are on Twitter, Eileen, I know you're like, you're a part of our community. Um, there's, yes. there's a number of great educators you guys can follow. Eileen, of course, uh, Michael Drezik. When we retweet us on our Buncee Twitter page, so you'll be able to see the, our retweets and then follow them. Um, so that's what I would say in terms of getting started with Buncee. Um, and then any other tips? I would say, obviously, we're in a very uh, difficult time right now having to do remote learning, and it's just a very stressful um, and hard time in general for the entire world. But the silver lining is having time to maybe experiment and research um, things that you would want to do in your classroom uh, before all of this. So that is a silver lining. I would say that's a good, what's what I've also been hearing from educators that I've been speaking with is that now they are taking the time to learn things that they had wanted to before. And I also would say this is a great time to, to get connected online. If you are not on Twitter yet or not on Facebook, even if you just create an account and have it be anonymous and just follow people to see what they're doing, um, it's a great way to get ideas and find support right now. Yeah, lur lurking always helped me at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sort of lurking and learning, I like that. <laughs> lurk and learn, that's, that's the motto. Yes. Yes. What I'll do is I will uh, put together um, a number of links in uh, my show notes for the okay. podcast when it's posted and uh, to make sure that people know where to go. I love the features on Buncee. So we've mentioned uh, about immersive reader and so forth, and you mentioned stickers, but mm -hmm. there are so many other features that are so fun. Uh, and so could you mention some of the features that you, yeah. you know, that you find fun to work with that, that others would probably find fun too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, something I have been saying to educators as well is Buncee right now is it also a aside from being able to share resources with students um, and having students be able to create to show what they know in response. It's a way to bring levity to a situation uh, that could use some levity. So we have all different stickers and animations, which are really awesome, fun graphics, but every, covering all different topic areas. Um, there also is the ability to record audio into anything in a Buncee and record video. So Buncee right now is a great way to 
create a portfolio of language acquisition for students. Let's say you, either you're a world language classroom or you are an, um, an ENL teacher, you could have students record audio into stickers on the canvas, on the Buncee Creation Canvas, um, and keep track of all those Buncees through your classroom dashboard. So creating a portfolio of their language acquisition. And having the video feature within Buncee is a great way to asynchronously connect with your class. So obviously there's live streaming, which is very important, um, but you can use the video recording to record a video of yourself into a lesson um, and share that with students anywhere. You can share a link, you can share a Buncee, so you could pop that wherever you could also share. There's a number of different ways to share. Um, so I say video and audio right now are great tools in addition to we have a lot of different media types um, but those are two powerful tools right now i'd say yeah and um i i love the the 3d animation and some of the other um features um i also like the fact that um i'm not very creative in terms of drawing but it's so nice because there are so many templates and so many items that you can just search yeah. for and find when I was creating my blog post uh, this, this week, in fact, I posted it um, today, I was, wasn't sure that, I knew that I didn't want to post it just in a, a document form as I usually do on, on my edu blog because it was a lot of bullet points and I felt that people would get lost in all of the text. And so I thought and thought, well, how, would it, how am I going to present this so that at least it's visually pleasing and yeah. the people still get the information. And then I thought, aha, let me try Buncee. And there were some really wonderful, I hadn't been on in a bit. So there were some really excellent templates awesome. that I was able to use, including the templates for re hashtag remote learning, which was really interesting. And so I was able to use that. And I, I think um, I'm hoping that people are able to read it better and, and get more out of it because it's posted in a Buncee. Yeah. And Buncee and also is terrific for storytelling because you can, it's not just a poster, you can connect various pages and stitch pages and things together. Mm -hmm. So uh, I love I love the storytelling part of it. I know that the World Read Aloud, I think uh, some of the teachers have used Buncees to, to do World Read Aloud also. Yeah. Uh, first off, your Buncee was great for remote learning. So, oh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, starting from a template, we built out our template library. Um, we continue to build it out. So it's a great way to get started, especially if you're new to Buncee. Um, and then to your point about storytelling, we actually have a parent guide because it's just a lot of fun to create um, Buncee and create stories. So for families, um, they can create stories on Buncee. They could make it story about anything. We have all different stickers, but we have a parent guide with links to different activities. So that oh, also is on our, yeah, that's yeah. on our remote learning page as well for families. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah, I'll make sure that all of that is posted. So um, awesome. you'll be able to send me the links afterwards, the ones that I can't find on the website. So what's the best way to find you, Francesca? find me well first off i'm happy you uh, dm'd me about this so thank you so much for having me on and we connect on twitter so you could yeah. follow me on twitter um at cheska c-e-s-c-a arturi a-r-t-u-r-i um and then francesca buncy anyone email me at any time uh, twitter email if you dm buncy we're a small we're a small company and if it says francesca it'll get to me so um Twitter is probably the best way or email. 
Okay, that's good to know. And I'll also include that all in the show notes. Francesca, cool. thank you so much for being here and being my guest today. I, I know that people will really, really love Buncee if they haven't used it already once they hear you talking about it. Oh, thank you so much, Eileen. I'm honored to have been on the podcast um, and I'm looking forward to connecting with folks afterwards. So thank you so much. And I hope everyone's well through this period and looking forward to connecting more. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, and the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks.